Nine and zero on top of the world. Who can stop the Irish? And then the news came. Upper body. Star quarterback Ian Book injured. And suddenly the mood has changed to, oh no. But thankfully for the Irish, they have a reliable backup in Brandon Wimbush. Nerding starter to start the season, expected to be back in the saddle again today, looking to keep the undefeated season alive. Hey, this is Notre Dame. We all knew there would be some twists and turns on this journey. Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame is 9-0, ranked third in the country, three more wins away from reaching the college football playoff, and now it's the guy that led them to their first three wins, back under center for the home finale in the snow, perhaps. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where Eubank does matter. We are also presented by Orange Theory Fitness and Granger, voted the best one-hour full-body workout. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined, as always, by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. We don't have too much to talk about today, huh, Kevin? No, nothing big happened. <laughs> always something to keep Notre Dame fans panicking. Last week, it was whether Drew Tranquil was going to be healthy enough. He was. Tonight, the injury news shifts to star quarterback Ian Book, and unlike Drew, Book will not be able to go tonight. A source told me Thursday that Book would not play today, and then Brian Kelly, uh, I don't know why, he danced around the issue, called him day-to-day Thursday night, and then admitted to the student newspaper, The Observer, that Book was in fact out with a rib injury. So Brandon Wimbush will start tonight. Uh, A major development here for the Irish this week. It's just huge. I mean, Ian Book has provided that spark, and they've really, as a whole team, offensively, they've really come around. They still have great defense and great specialists, but, I mean, this is huge. (laughs) All right. On top on this morning's show, tonight is senior night for the Irish against Florida State. We'll hear from Captain Sam Mustafer and Drew Tranquil. A big focus next segment on Tranquil's incredible refusal to let injuries stop him. Our focus on faith guest is with South Bend native Bishop Bill Walk. He's a Notre Dame grad a South Bend LaSalle grad, a lifelong Irish fan. He's the bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, home to Florida State. So tonight's certainly a fun one for him. And we will look at the college football playoff standings and break down the matchup with Florida State. Our poll question, are you good with the Irish wearing green tonight? Uh, We'll read off some of those answers. You can go to at Carlo on Twitter right now and and weigh in on your options we may read off your answer uh but well let's go deep dive into this quarterback situation uh Kevin how much weaker of an offense and team are the Irish if uh w- without book here tonight well the thing that Ian book did really well was make the whole offense go so you didn't really know who was going to get the ball everybody was a danger uh so <laughs> after the news broke, I went back and just looked at Winbush's highlights. And so if you focus on what, you know, he does well, he's good at the quarterback design runs and passing. He's not a good touch passer. He is the antithesis or opposite of Ian Book. Can't make those little easy catch or throws, but he can throw deep balls, overdrags, 
post streaks and fades. So, I I mean, I'll run the ball a lot, a lot of quarterback runs, and then take some shots deep. Here are the numbers to back up what Kevin's saying. Book on the season, 152 of 204, 74.5% completion percentage. That ranks number one in the nation. He's sixth in the nation in passing efficiency, has thrown 15 touchdowns and just four interceptions. In the second half, in six starts, these numbers are ridiculous. 68 of 88 for 75% completion percentage, 885 yards, 11 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Brandon Wimbush in three starts, 42 of 76, 55%, 589 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. He has 52 carries for 144 yards and one rushing touchdown. So no question, a huge difference. But, hey, there's snow on the ground. It's cold. I'm not saying they're better off with Wimbush than Book. No way I believe that is the case. But these weather conditions might be the best situation for a Brandon Wimbush style to succeed when they shift it more to a run game. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to shift their focus to do what he does best. And, you know, honestly, I I just hope Wimbush takes this opportunity to show what he can do and stay – the system's there. They're going to have uh, RP at run pass options, and they're going to have little screens set up as part of their run game. But don't do it. Don't be tempted. You don't have to be in book. Just run the ball and rely on the defense. Take a few shots, uh, and then even in passing situations like scramble. You know, we talked about it at the beginning. If he looks to, if he gets any pressure, looks to just run, he's going to be successful. If he looks to extend the play and make some great throw, uh, could get an interception out there. All right, by the way, how crazy is this? We're six minutes into the show. I don't think I've used the words Florida State yet. <laughs> well, it really is all about the Irish, right? They, they're they <laughs> number three in the country. This is phenomenal. And then a quarterback change. And then who would – but who would expect that we're not shivering at the thought of playing Florida State? Four and five, though, the Seminoles aren't very good, and their defense is not very good. So uh, – or at least the last two weeks, they've given up 106 points. So that gives you – reason for optimism that Wimbush can get it done here yeah you do hope that his just natural ability he's a great explosive player when he has the ball in his hands and he's running however uh it does make it pretty simple if you're Florida State's defense you just have four guys play man-to-man and then everybody else can lock in and stop the run all right as for Wimbush being the starter again how huge is it for the Irish to have a reliable quarterback like that to turn to at this point Here's what Irish coach Brian Kelly had to say this week. It's awesome. I mean, you know, um, to have a guy like that that, uh, first of all, our players just, you know, really respect and, um, you know, are excited if he has the opportunity to play. They'll 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 rally around him. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have to come in if he has to play and, and – you know, go win the football game. We got some other pretty good pieces. We got a pretty good defense, and um, you know, if he's called upon, he'll he'll do a great job. You know, he's he's prepared himself. The the offense just kind of moves more towards. Um, I mean, he's a good runner of the football, so you're, you're going to see him run the football a little bit, but you you, you don't change a, a ton of what we do. You know, other than what has he been successful at? You know, you maybe add a little bit of that into what you're doing, but your offense doesn't. I mean, I don't think from um, 
if you watch us play, go, oh, wow, that's a totally different offense? I mean, I know they're not lining up in the wing T, but if I'm watching them play, I'm going to say it looks like a totally different offense. I understand the playbook maybe is not that much different. You're going to zero in on those run plays, and I think that's what Coach was getting at. But uh, it looks like a totally different offense with Wimbush versus Book, don't it? Yeah, I mean, they're going to obviously focus on the runs. And again, if he just stays with what he does best, he'll actually have a chance to uh, to shine. And he has experience, so that is another good thing. What, 12 and 4? Um, 12 and 3. 12 and 3 as a starter. So he's won some games, and he does uh, have that experience. So they can lean on him, and they're going to have to. Uh, and here's a positive. While we didn't know until Thursday that Book was out, they've pretty much known or at least – we're pretty sure that this was a possibility since Monday. In fact, um, in the Notre Dame Observer article, they did interview Brandon Wimbush, and he said he got a call from uh, quarterback coach Tommy Reese on Monday that said, uh, call me ASAP, urgent, now, uh, <laughs> to say, hey, uh, you're, you're going to be the guy. Get over here. we got to start prepping you. Because here here's a problem for Wimbush, and he did get the bulk of work in practice this week, which is huge. But – He's been getting number two reps all season. I mean, here's a guy who, if he did mentally check out, which we would understand, um, uh, that could be a problem. But I, I think he's definitely motivated, especially since it's it's senior night. This this could very well be his final night playing at Notre Dame Stadium, and he has a chance to prove himself. Well, and life's made opportunities. He's gotten way less reps, though, during practice, during the uh, the season. And, again, just the checking in and out, like, it's you have to be pretty tough mentally uh, to stay in there. Now, the motivation's there. Obviously, he really wants his chance to show people that he can play. How about ability-wise? Can he be better now than he was in the first three weeks? What, what, what do you see are reasons why maybe he could be a better quarterback now, or do you think uh, that's asking a lot? Well, I I think he wants to show everybody that he can play football. Uh, but again, if he just stays within what he does well, he can play winning football. Um, if he tries to uh, be an Ian Book <laughs> lookalike, I, I just don't know if his skill set with those touch passes will work. Here's what Brian Kelly had to say this week when asked if Wimbush could be better than he was in the first few weeks. You know, a lot of it was fine-tuning some mechanics, you know, and really being... Um, you know, just a lot more sound and, and look, to throw the ball with accuracy, I mean, it's, there's a lot of carryover to so many other sports. I mean, y you watch pitchers that lose the strike zone and they come back and they make a couple of tweaks in a bullpen session and all of a sudden they're throwing strikes again. I mean, he just needed to make a couple of fine-tuned um, mechanical things and, and he's, he's throwing the ball pretty good this week. The quarterback that is that is taking reps for us is a guy that um, you would say uh, is of championship quality. I mean, he's 12-3 and three, uh, for a reason. I respect the fact that Coach Kelly has to back his guy. I don't know if the quarterback play from Brandon Wimbush would be of championship quality. Does the quarterback player Brandon Wimbush, surrounded by the players that he have, can lead you to a championship? Mm, yes, maybe he can. Uh, I don't know if the play will be of championship quality. I, I don't see him being better than 55% completion percentage or 60% tonight. 
again, I think he just has to stay with what, within what he does well. So really run the ball, use your explosiveness. I mean, he can beat you with your with his legs. Um, it's just over the long course of a season. Can he do it with 50% passing? All right, we, we, we talked about uh, the motivation for Brandon Wimbush uh, here tonight, and we posed that question to Brian Kelly this week about w- what Brandon Wimbush uh, is, mo- how motivated he is um, after starting the year as a starter and finally getting his second chance. you got to look at it from his perspective. Um, he's gotten plenty of time to think about um, not being the starter and um, what he needs to do as the question was asked, and he's worked really hard on the things that he wants to be better at. He's an incredible competitor, and um, he if he's given the opportunity, um, he wants to stay the starter. So he's going he's gonna to look back on all the things that he's done, and um, if he's given the opportunity, he'll play really well. And there's no question I think this team will rally around him. I, Wimbush is very well liked on this team, so that's a strong positive uh, when when you have that type of quarterback that can come in as your backup. Well, he's handled himself really well, even if you look at him on the sidelines. You know, he he's positive. He's doing all the right things. I just know that human nature, it's very hard yeah. when you get dejected to, to keep fighting and working on it. But again, that's kind of the game now. Next man in, he's, he's back. And then the next man after the next man would be Phil Dracovic, the true freshman. Um, here's the good news. If those panicking, well, whoa, 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 Dracovic can't go in it. They're going to blow his red shirt. Remember, there's a new rule that says uh, the fresh or any player could play four games in a season and it doesn't burn their year of eligibility so that coming in big for the Irish right now in case something were to happen to Wimbush and even if it's one play that yeah. he he gets his helmet gets knocked off uh they can put Jakovic in rather than a walk-on uh so that's definitely going to be big um all right so Looking forward now, how long is Book out for? That's the question. It's a rib injury. There's been speculation it might be a kidney issue. Brian Kelly kind of squashed that in the Observer article and said it was more so just a rib injury and not a kidney issue. Um, And Kelly hinted at the fact that he he thinks Book will be ready to go by, by next week against Syracuse. Obviously, the fact that he's not saying definitively, yes, he'll be good for next Saturday puts that a little bit into question. And certainly if they don't have him against Syracuse, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, But again, (laughs) I don't want to put him in the same uh, vein as Tranquil, but he is a tough kid. Like he got that rib injury earlier in the game and ended up making plays to really pull him out and put him ahead. All right, we're presented by Orange Theory Fitness, voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. I'm going myself. I love that I get the benefits of a group workout with the attention of a personal coach plus a heart monitor that helps me know if I'm pushing myself too much, not enough, or right where I should be in the orange zone. Orange Theory Fitness is located at Heritage Square in Granger. Your first workout is free. Um, okay, let's turn our attention now to the, the national landscape. The Irish are 9-0, number three in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, Alabama, 9-0, um, is the number one ranked team right now. Michigan, 8-1, is the number four ranked team. Clemson at 9-0 is number two. And then Notre Dame is number three at 
nine and zero. So it would be Notre Dame versus Clemson right now. Um, if if the college football playoff today or started today, um, <laughs> you know, real quick, this was going to be a focus of the show until the quarterback situation happened. This notion that Michigan should jump ahead of Notre Dame right now in the rankings because Michigan's a lot. Pl- you are crazy if you think that. Notre Dame beat them head-to-head. This year. It is one of the (laughs) dumbest things I've ever heard. Yes, I understand Michigan's a lot better. You don't think Notre Dame's a lot better since Book has become the quarterback? I know he's out today. But, yeah, (laughs) unbelievable. Are you kidding me? No, I'm with you. I'm and Michigan still has to get through Ohio State too, but yeah, no, they to hear that is uh, pretty crazy. And, and 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 I understand what's going on. That's the notion because if if Georgia, who's fifth, beats Alabama, and Alabama still is going to get one of those four spots, mm-hmm. the the Michigan fans are like, well, we're twelve and one. We did beat Ohio State. We won the Big Ten championship. We're much better than Week One. We deserve that spot over Notre Dame, who had a very weak schedule. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Stop! Got to go back to the head-to-head. <laughs> they played! This year. <laughs> this year! I know it was week one. They played this year. All right, uh, so the Irish are 9-0. They know what it uh, what it's all about right now. Uh, I asked some of the guys this week, hey, is it starting to feel real? Here's what Chris Fink and Chase Claypool had to say. I mean, I think at this point, everyone's kind of got that in their mind. Um, you know, we're on we're on the road to... Uh, to trying to accomplish what, what we've set out to accomplish since January and going through the whole offseason. So at this point, um, I think everyone's pretty locked in on the fact that every game is very important and, you know, could be make or break. we got to stay humble. Uh, last year, uh, around this time, the rankings came out and then Miami happened. So uh, I think that's that's why we're coming out to these games and, you know, keep keeping our focus right um, because you never know who, who can beat you. So we got to keep working on that. The one benefit to this whole Wimbush book thing is the focus is going to be there because you, you, you're you immediately not going, well, we're definitely going to win by 40 because, you know, you, you got to change your quarterback. So I, I'm not worried about this team's focus in this game tonight against Florida State. Well, and the, the defense really does have kind of the leadership role and, you know, the O-line. So those guys are going to step up uh, and <laughs> – they definitely have the attention, right? They're going to have to play their best to keep moving on. All right. The team can't look ahead. But by the way, Syracuse is up to number 13 in the college football playoff rankings. They're 7-2. and two. That game at Yankee Stadium. A reminder, that game was supposed to be at Notre Dame Stadium. Notre Dame made the decision to move it to New York for the Shamrock Series. Notre Dame's decision, not Brian Kelly's decision. And trust me. He wants that. He wishes tonight was the second last game uh, at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, yes, yeah, so that could loom large next week as well. But we got to talk more about this game here tonight, and we got to take a timeout. We'll talk much more about the matchup with Florida State a little bit later on. And our focus on faith is with South Bend native, who now works in the heart of Florida State country, a Notre Dame grad and lifelong Irish fan. He's the bishop of the Pensacola-Tallahassee Diocese, so certainly not many have a uh, more unique perspective on tonight's game than Bishop Bill Walk. That's still to come. And up next, Faith has played a big role in Drew Tranquil's journey at Notre Dame, including how he's currently playing through a high ankle sprain. Drew's inspiring story is next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. 
You deserve more from your workout, more than sweating away extra pounds. It should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love. You want more results, more confidence, more community, and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611. Planning your company holiday party or want to host a dinner for you and your friends overlooking Notre Dame Stadium, it's a golden opportunity, all brought to you by Venue ND. To learn more, visit venue.nd.edu or call 574-631-1400. You may not want to have dinner at the 50-yard line on a night like this. Maybe you would. Maybe you thought it would be great. Uh, but you could also do something like that. Or, of course, if you're planning a wedding or something like that, those are great options for when the weather is a lot nicer uh, down the road. Venue.nd.edu. All right. Uh, when the Irish come out of the tunnel tonight, they're going to be wearing green. Now, last year, they had the Rockney uniforms that they were wearing on, on senior night. I don't get it. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to wear the traditional uniform at Notre Dame Stadium in your final game there. I, I just I don't understand. I just think it goes to recruiting. You know, when Oregon started with all the alternate uniforms. Did you call them Oregon? Match. I did. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oregon, whatever. <laughs> so, but when they started that, it really helped their recruiting, and, it you know, it's a trend that's kind of stayed with college football the past couple of years. Yeah, but, but with that said, that's more of like the Shamrock series. It's not like no. Notre Dame has not worn green. Of course, they also – uh, okay, I, I I won't ruin it because this is one of the answers we received. Um, we I asked on Twitter, and you can still vote. There's still time. Um, are you in favor of the Irish players wearing green uniforms for senior night Saturday? Um, and I asked fans to to respond with an answer. Uh, 72% of the vote saying yes, they're they're in favor of it. So that's cool. Um, I'm not against the idea of them wearing green. I was just kind of like. I just don't get why you would want to do it on senior night. I think you would want to wear your traditional uniform. That's just me. Um, all right, so the, some of the answers. Yes, because they need some redemption for those Shamrock Series atrocities. Uh, they will be wearing Yankee uniforms basically next week against Syracuse. Yep. I'm not. I'm a Yankee fan, and that's a little much. Um, all right, uh, Chris Palmquist. That was from uh, Sam Sweden, by the way. Chris Palmquist wrote it. Undefeated at home backup quarterback, a mediocre opponent that wears maroon, maroon and gold. Uh, that would be Boston College about 15 years ago. That did not go Notre Dame's way and ended an undefeated season. Uh, DRJK4, no. ND should only wear green if they come out for warm-ups in blue and then come <laughs> out of the tunnel in a fake giant Trojan horse and the players come out in green uniforms. Yes, that's a very good answer. If you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Um, 
Joe Machea wrote, no, it's not classy. You're going to torch Florida State at home on senior day. Wear the blue and gold for the final time and get it, get out of it with a win. Uh, green jerseys are so iconic. I love that Notre Dame is wearing them for the first time in a while. Shamrock Series not included. It brings back the old lore of ND. Um, others uh, do like it. <laughs> Robert Klaska. They should wear green for every game because leprechauns wear green. Sure. Uh, Eric uh, writes, yes, because the seniors requested to wear them and it's their day. Yes. If this was, in fact, the seniors' idea, I'm cool with it. It's not like the seniors actually walked into Brian Kelly's office this week, Rudy style, and said, hey, we want to wear a green coach as the video portrayed it. That was a spoof. Maybe they did want this, <laughs> but it's not like they just had these green jerseys laying around. This had to be planned for a little bit. As long as the seniors voted on it. But you're right. I thought that was real. You, you, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah, it was I mean, a great video, though. Get you involved. It, it was <laughs> a very impressive acting uh, starring Brian Kelly and Drew Tranquil. Uh, speaking of Drew Tranquil, uh, unbelievable what he did last week. High ankle sprain two weeks ago. We all thought it was a serious injury. We talked for 15 minutes about Tranquil to start our show last week and the ramifications. No one thought he was going to play. He didn't play much, but he had five tackles. He probably only played 15 plays. Uh, really gutty effort last week against Northwestern. And he's one of the leaders of the team. And again, that's why whatever happens with uh, offense, as long as the defensive leaders and O-line leaders step up, we're going to be good. The four-way native has a history of injuries, tearing his ACL in each knee in his first two seasons at Notre Dame. But he's been an incredible leader, as Kevin mentioned this season. There aren't too many players where faith plays a big role in their lives, more so than Tranquil. And there aren't many players who can overcome as much as he has had to. His story, just incredible. In his fifth year at Notre Dame, he's played nearly every down at linebacker. That was until he thought it was all over two weeks ago. And I heard it pop and everything. I thought I, I thought I broke my ankle. Two weeks ago, the entire Notre Dame nation feared the worst. That star linebacker Drew Tranquil had suffered a season-ending injury. Tranquil left the field on a cart with a towel over his head. But by the end of the game, we found out the news. The MRI was clean. No breaks. It was a high ankle sprain. I was just thankful, you know, to my Lord that, you know, he was watching over me. Um, there were a lot of prayers coming in from around the country and people just texting me. And so, um, yeah, I was it, was, it was a miracle. But a high ankle sprain isn't something you come back from easily or quickly. Most anticipated Tranquil would not play last week versus Northwestern. Everyone except for Drew. I mean, I was assuming I was going to play all week. I didn't feel like I could have played until Saturday morning in the walkthrough, and I was like, I'm going to go. And then pregame, I was like, I'm going to play every play. And then we were like, that's probably not smart. So Tranquil did not start. In fact, just him playing at all stunned some of his teammates, including cornerback Julian Love. See Jordan Jen Marquis was getting a lot of reps and doing a good job. Um, and then I look over and I see Drew next to me. You know, I, was, I was so confused. I thought he was hurt. Um, but as a type of competitor he is, he really wanted to lead this team, and he did that. He really fought through a lot to be on the field today. Linebacker Tavon Coney didn't hold back the praise. Um, he's a warrior. You know, that's, that's, that's the only way I can say for that guy. He's a warrior, and he's going to do anything to go out there and be with us. You know, he cares, cares about his teammates. You know, he, he's, he's a great brother. So how did Tranquil do it? He was aided by trainer Mike Bean's incredible Taco ankle brace. He went through tons of therapy, and Drew says he had his faith. I'm not, I'm not super human. Like I wouldn't have been able to go out there if I wasn't ready last week. And so, obviously, we have an incredible training staff who helped me get to that point, who helped get my inflammation down. Um, 
But at the end of the day, for me, it's just been a growing experience of faith and, uh, you know, trusting that the Lord has me in a particular place at a given time um, with a purpose. And um, I felt a peace about going out there Saturday night. So I did. And, uh, you know, he kept me safe and uh, feel the same way this week. As for today's game, well, Brian Kelly says Trinkle made his stance pretty clear. And, and I, I'm not trying to be... Uh, <laughs> the doctor here or not the doctor, but it really doesn't matter what anybody says. It just matters what Drew says. So Drew tells me he's playing every down. So uh, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's committed that he believes that he is in a good position that he can play every down this weekend. For Drew, tonight will be his final night ever playing at Notre Dame Stadium. In some ways, it's hard to imagine the ride is over, and in other ways, it feels like well, he's been here forever. It's funny, I, I, I keep telling everyone, I'm like every other fifth year, Some for some reason people think this is my seventh or eighth year. I don't know if it's because I got married or what, um, but that's been a running joke. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's surreal, um, you know, you get to the moment, you get to the end and you're like, wow, it flew by, but you know, the days are long and you know, the years are short as they say. And so, uh, yeah, it's crazy to think, you know, it's the last time I'll be running out there in a gold helmet, but, um, you know, I'm just thankful for every experience I've had in there and, you know, grateful for that I have another opportunity on sure. Saturday. I've always been a sucker for uh, good stories and guys who can overcome stuff. That kid's overcome a lot. I say kid because I'm one of those guys that think he has been around for seven years. Uh, it, it's really cool to see what he's been able to achieve and he is expected to be in for every down tonight. Uh, Brian Kelly said he was sore in practice this week, but they do expect him to play every step of the way. It's neat just to see, again, like you, he feels like he's been around forever, but to see what he went from a Northern Indiana high school recruit to now his last game at Notre Dame Stadium and such a leader. And let's not forget, he does have a broken hand with a cast, right? Or yes. <laughs> he also has a broken hand that we, we seem to forget. Defensive guy that tackles. Like, pretty impressive. Very, <laughs> yeah. very impressive. All right, today will be Drew's final game at Notre Dame Stadium as it is senior night for the Irish. That means the end of the road for another captain. Here's what center Sam Mustafer had to say this week. You know, it'll be uh, a special night for my family members and myself, um, you know, to celebrate, you know, my career at Notre Dame. You know, I remember, you know, running out of the tunnel for the first time against Rice. And to think, you know, we're here today is it's pretty incredible. Uh, there's a ton of great memories I have in this stadium, obviously, you know, the USC game last year and things like that. But, you know, no, nothing tops your first time running out of the tunnel. I got my degree and, you know, I'm doing my best to lead this team um, to our other goal of winning a national championship that, uh, you know, if, if all those things come to fruition and even if they don't, you know, it's spectacular to see my own growth over these years and really a testament to everything that everybody's ever put into me. Between scholarship and walk-on players, there are 24 players who have no eligibility left beyond this season, making tonight the final time they will suit up at Notre Dame Stadium wearing those green jerseys under the lights in the snow as the third-ranked 9-0 football team. It's going to be a special night, to say the least, for these seniors. Well, and senior night's always really exciting, but I think it also goes to uh, – you know, them being ranked number third, some consistency that they've had uh, kind of getting into the preview for Florida State, the first-year coach. So this, these, there's a lot of guys that have been in the Notre Dame system under Kelly, um, and it keeps them moving along and getting better.
Be sure to follow Redeemer Radio on social media. On Twitter, it's at 957sports. On Facebook, search for Redeemer Radio 957sports. We have the latest on not only Notre Dame, but the high school front as well each and every day. And we'll have post-game reaction from Notre Dame Stadium after tonight's game against Florida State on our social media pages. All right. As always, we're running behind schedule on time. Uh, We're going to take a timeout when we come back. Our Focus on Faith segment with Bishop Bill Walk, a South Bend native who's now the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, home to Florida State. His perspective on tonight's game is a really good one. You're really going to enjoy this interview. That's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Hey, football fans. This is Steve Pizarro from Cressy and Everett Real Estate. If you're considering buying or selling your home, then listen up and visit southbendsteve.com. Just like in football, the excellence is in the execution. So forget the stress of buying or selling a home and call me today at 574-229-4040. That's 229-4040. So remember, Steve Bizarro, your Michiana real estate expert, and visit southbendsteve.com. We know you like football, so do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU, you'll get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school or parish or even Redeemer Radio. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. All right, this week on Focus on Faith, I had the opportunity to chat with a Bishop with strong ties to this game. Bishop Bill Walk is a South Bend native. He went to Christ the King, graduated from the old South Bend LaSalle High School. He went on to graduate from Notre Dame. He's a diehard Irish fan. Now he's the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, home to Florida State, making today a very intriguing one for him. All right, Bishop, I'm putting you on the spot right out of the gate. Notre Dame, Florida State, what does this game mean to you? It's really neat because so I grew up in South Bend and um, I, uh, I'm a double domer. I, I was graduated from there twice and, and uh, you know, went to the seminary there and everything. So uh, I'm in the movie Rudy, too, by the way. I'm an, I'm an extra <laughs> there. So this whole Notre Dame thing, it's kind of a sickness. Uh, so that's, you know, I'll never root against Notre Dame. But it's just a little but here. Um, I am now the bishop of Florida State University and I get to go there. I have a co-cathedral there. And I was there on Sunday, and it's just, it's dynamic. There's so many uh, students who come to the masses, to the retreats and everything. It's just, it's really neat. I mean, you think, oh, well, it's a state school. It's probably not a lot going on there. But the Catholic Student Union is alive and well. And uh, so I really love that school. I love the Catholic Student Union. It's a little weird, though. Of course, I'll be rooting for Notre Dame. But uh, is this going to air in uh, Tallahassee? Anyway, uh, I'll be rooting for Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least we got that out of the way right out of the gate. Uh, Were were you a a big fan uh, growing up of the Irish? Did you you go to a lot of games? I did. You know, growing up in South Bend, even I think I remember um, at one time I went to a blue-gold game once, and uh, I remember – hearing about this i think i was three um and my uh, my pop we went all the way up to the top this is before the the 
the top deck was built, you know, uh, I'm old anyway, uh, <laughs> we went all the way up to the top row and, and my pop lifted me up. I think I was three and he wanted to show me, you know, over the stadium and people around him were really angry and they're like, you know, uh, alleging like ah, this child abuse, get him down, you know, or whatever. But, uh, anyway, so since I was three, I was going and then, um, growing up, even in grade school and high school, we could still go to the, to the stadium after the game started and go up to an usher and, and they'd be like, all right, yeah, second quarter's just started. So go on in. And they would let us go for free. That wow. does not happen now. I know. No, no. So yeah, big fan. You were uh, a Christ the King kid and then graduated from South Bend LaSalle High School. How, how did those experiences there uh, shape you? You know, um, I grew up in a very large family. There are 10 of us children, two girls and then eight boys in a row. And my, my parents are very faithful and brought us all to mass and we prayed the rosary every night together. And that's what really shaped me, you know. And then, of course, going to uh, Christ the King grade school, um, first through eighth grade, you know, that gave me a sense of, of the church, of community, of service and everything. Um, I went to LaSalle High School, public high school there and and uh, continued to grow in my faith by staying connected to the parish and the youth ministry program there. Um, and it was there, believe it or not, through all this that I felt like, okay, I, I might be called to be a priest and um, was able to ride my bike down to campus there and uh, talk to the vocations director regularly. And then after high school, that's when I entered. So it was very formative, all of that growing up there in South Bend. You mentioned coming from a big family. I know your younger brother, Neil, is also a priest. I heard that he's always been the favorite of mom. Um, has becoming a bishop boosted you in the uh, in the sibling rankings? Uh, oh, we have to talk about him. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Neil, uh, I always say Neil is the best priest in the family. Um, in fact, when I received that phone call from the uh, nuncio, telling me that I was appointed bishop by Pope Francis, one of the questions I had, I had about a thousand of them, believe it or not, but one of the questions I had is I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe maybe you mean Neil. Do you mean Neil Locke? And for a moment, he was just uh, kind of caught off guard. He said, uh, are you not William? I said, yes. And he said, then you are the man. But, um, <laughs> but I think Neil would be better in this role. Uh, Neil, it's great. It is such a blessing to have a brother who's a priest, a Holy Cross priest as well. He and I can, you know, share all our experiences and everything. We pray together, and um, it's just, it's really neat to, to go through this with Neil. I'll put it this way. Neil's the favorite priest in the family. I may be the favorite bishop. There you go. Uh, we're talking with South Bend native Bishop Bill Walk, the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, home to Florida State, here on Focus on Faith, Faith on their name, Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, you were serving as a priest in Austin, Texas, when you were appointed as Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, a year and a half ago. Um, and you mentioned kind of getting that phone call. Can you take us through that phone call and maybe how surprised you were to receive it and and where you were and what you were doing when you did? Sure. I had just finished celebrating the graduation mass for our eighth graders there at St. Ignatius Martyr Church in Austin. And um, during that mass, uh, there was lightning in the area and our air conditioner was hit. And I knew that we had a wedding that afternoon and confessions, then the vigil mass, and it was only going to get hotter and hotter because it was in May. So I went out there um, to the to try to fix the air conditioner. And in the middle of that, the phone rang, or, you know, I looked at my phone, it said, Washington, D.C., unknown number. And I thought, what? I don't know why. Usually I would, you know, uh, deny, uh, just not answer it. But, but I did. And then I immediately I knew... <laughs> This was an important call because I hear, hello, this is the Archbishop, the Apostolic Nuncio Archbishop. And he went on and on, and, and I pretty much 
don't remember a lot after that. Um, no, but then he, you know, I, I panicked and I said, um, he said, is this father William Walk? And I said, yeah, but what, who are, how'd you, how did you get my number? Do you want names? <laughs> is that what you call me? You want names? What, who are you again? Who are, he said, calm down. And then he said, this is also chilling. He said, what I am about to tell you will change your life forever, but do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit will take care of everything. And so, I mean, I was about, I about hit the floor at that point, hit the ground. And then uh, he said, are you ready? And then I said, yeah, go ahead. What, what are you going to tell me? And he said, Pope Francis has chosen you to be bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. So after a lot, a lot more questions and everything, I, he said, I need an answer. And I said, of course, yes, I'll do it with the help of God. Ha- has it set in yet that you're, that you're a bishop? Well, you know, it, that's funny you should ask. You know, you'd think after a year and a couple of months that it would. But just the other day, I saw a picture of myself, you know, with the mitre and the crozier kind of standing there before a mass. And I thought, who is that? I, I'm a bishop? Am I? Yeah, I guess I am. Um, it's just funny to see a picture of myself, you know. When I go to the masses, when I do confirmations or the ordination here, the chrism mass, I'm starting to feel like, okay, good. This is, this is where I belong. This is what God wants of me. But to see a picture of myself dressed up like that, it's really kind of strange. South Bend native Bishop Bill Walk of Pensacola, Tallahassee T- Diocese, home of to Florida State, is our guest on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Obviously, uh, Bishop, uh, Florida and, and your area was hit hard by uh, storms recently. Could Can you let us know how your area is doing right now uh, through all the damage? Absolutely. Hurricane Michael just kind of tore through the the whole panhandle and uh, that's our diocese our diocese is the panhandle so it just went right in the middle of our diocese and um you know we knew it was going to be big but not we didn't have much warning if you remember it just it ramped up within a day it went from category two to three to four to they're saying maybe five when it hits landfall and then it continued a, a category two through through the panhandle which is um just really devastating. So it knocked out uh, one of our churches on Mexico Beach, in Mexico Beach completely, and um, several, like maybe four or other, five other churches were damaged, uh, their roof, you know, or they had water damage. Um, and then some rectories, some parish halls, and the school was seriously damaged, um, as well as just our neighbors' homes and everything. So it was pretty damaging, pretty destructive for us. The first few days, of course, we were just trying to make sure that people are alive and that you know, um, everyone's accounted for. And then immediately, and I'm really proud of this, the priests in those parishes and the people just started to, 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 try to come together to say, okay, how can we help? How can we help people who have nothing? And uh, lines started to form. We started to give out water and food and diapers and medicine and, you know, just basic necessities. And that continues today. We, we're serving a couple of thousand people every day out of one parish. Wow. Um, semis full of, of supplies are going out every single day. Big, big process, but we'll be okay. And, and um, obviously everyone here in South Bend uh, continuing to keep uh, all of you in, in our thoughts and prayers. Is, uh, and it sounds like you're doing a great job uh, leading the uh, rallying back uh, down there. Bishop Bill Walk of the Pensacola Tallahassee Diocese is joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. I noticed on your coat of arms, home, South Bend, Notre Dame are represented in a big way. Uh, can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, when I um, when I, so when I was named a bishop, um, 
I was told that uh, I should contact someone who could do the coat of arms. And so uh, the Bishop of Austin recommended um, a graphic design artist in Austin. So I called her up and she was uh, very easy to work with. She asked me a lot of questions. What's important to me? Where did I grow up? Things like that. So it was easy to put the symbols on my coat of arms. You know, there's the cross and anchors, of course, that's the from the Congregation of Holy Cross. Um, there is the open door. I have a great devotion to Brother Andre, St. Brother Andre, who is called God's doorkeeper. And then there's a rose uh, symbolizing St. Therese of Lisieux, one of my favorite saints. And then when it came to colors, or no, before that, I, she said, well, can I put a little, sometimes there's a wavy line. I said, oh, that's perfect for the St. Joe River. That's great. So there's a, a curvy line down the middle. And she said, okay, well, then I'll do half of it blue because of the water um, and Mary. But what, what would you like the other side to be? And I said, oh, hmm, uh, let's see, let's see, other side. Uh, I don't, I'll just pick something out of the air, gold, you know, <laughs> Notre Dame. And so she, uh, she her first uh, research, she picked Notre Dame blue and Notre Dame gold, and it looked like something out of Notre Dame like that they would come up with. And I said, oh, uh, maybe you ought to make it a little less Notre Dame blue and less Notre Dame gold, you know. Um, so it's still there, but it's, it's, you know, it's not the official colors. Uh, so, yeah, so it's represented there, uh, St. Joe River and Notre Dame and Holy Cross. That's really cool. Uh, bringing this back to, to the Notre Dame-Florida State uh, battle, uh, you were ordained in 1994 as a priest in the Congregation of Holy Cross. A year before that was the famed game of the century between Notre Dame and Florida State. Uh, do you have any memories of that one? I do, yes. Um, I was I was working, uh, I think it was a deacon at that time. Yes, I was. And I remember uh, watching that game, and I was just, I mean, so elated. It, it reminded me of my senior year, 88-89, when we won the championship. And I thought, here we go again. This is kind of my last year in grad school. So now my last year is undergrad, and it's grad. We're going to be national champions. And then I remember watching the game the next week with Boston College and the kick. And, uh, oh, that was devastating. Um, but just, just fun days. That was such a great game to watch. I remember the game of the century. And they remember it down here, believe me. Um, and if you remember when we came down well, here. Well, yeah, they won the national championship. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. That's why they remember it. But there were some controversial calls at the end of the game a few years ago here, down here, yep. if you remember. Yep. So uh, they, oh, it's, it's all, it's all going to make for an interesting game, I think, and fun. I know right. a lot of people and some priests who are going up there for the game, and uh, they're really excited about it. How bummed are you that you're not able to make it in for the game? I know. I thought about it. It would have been really neat to do that and maybe preside at Mass at the Basilica the next day. But, um, however, I'll be in, in Baltimore uh, for the beginning of the Bishops' Conference, and it will be a very important conference, a good and uh, an important time for us to be together as brothers and to talk about some of the serious issues that are facing us as church leaders right now. All right, what's your prediction? I'm predicting that it'll be a good meeting. Oh, wait, you mean at the football? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, I'm always nervous. I'm, 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 I'm an optimistic person for so many things, but when it comes to football, you know, Notre Dame likes to keep it close. We don't blow people out. Um, I think we win. I, I, I'm sure we're going to win, but it's going to be a little close. It'll be uh, 31 to 20, 20, 20, 31 to 20. And a question for you. Is this the year? Oof, again, uh, um, it is, uh, I think it's the year for us to get to the BCS, definitely. Um, I am less The playoff, Bishop, about, the playoff, the playoff. I know. Yes, yes, <laughs> we'll get to that. 
Yes, definitely. But it's that other school that's just right to the north of me here that uh, I think, you know, it's going to be tough to beat. But anyway, um, on any given day, right? So absolutely. It's a B- lot of fun to watch. Bishop, thank you very much for joining us. We, we very much appreciate it. My pleasure. God bless you all. Of course, there would have to be an Alabama reference in an interview with a bishop about Notre Dame and Florida State. They always just get into any conversation. Uh, thank you to Bishop Bill Walk uh, for joining us uh, uh, on Focus on Faith. Uh, very interesting uh, story and a really good guy, to, to say the least. What did you think of him? I think it's neat that he has that tie. I grew up in the northwest side of uh, South Bend because that's where I'm from, too. So I just think it's neat. And it's, it's uh, always good to find out more about our priests and bishops all right want to help if you want to help uh with the hurricane michael relief effort go to ptdiocese.org and click on hurricane michael you can donate to either to either several charities helping with urgent needs or towards the rebuilding process and if you like all things notre dame be sure to stay tuned for church life today coming up right after us lenny de lorenzo the marath institute for church life today is your host that's next here on redeemer radio with replays tonight at six and sunday at 10 a.m and 6 p.m time from a timeout. when we return we break down the matchup between notre dame and florida state we, we won't have Ian Book in the lineup, so what are the challenges Brandon Wimbush will face? All that, plus our keys to the game and score predictions when Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays returns. Join Bishop Kevin Rhodes, Bishop of Fort Wayne South Bend, every Wednesday at noon for his weekly show, Truth in Charity. On each episode, he joins host Kyle Hyman to discuss key issues facing Catholics in the diocese and beyond. Then he answers questions submitted by listeners. If you would like to submit a question, go to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. Truth and Charity with Bishop Rose is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Nicholas J. Salon and Spa on Eddy Street Commons, the ultimate salon experience. Whether it's a basic men's haircut, an everyday women's cut and color, a spa afternoon, or your wedding day, Nicholas J. Salon believes total beauty is within us all. Call Nicholas J. and Aveda Concept Salon today at 574-233-0700 or visit them on Eddy Street Commons. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, I can't recommend real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett enough. Steve found my wife and I our perfect home, but don't just take my word for it. Steve has a 4.9 rating out of 5 at Realtor.com. Contact Steve Bazaar of Cressy and Everett Real Estate at 574-229-4040. You can also learn more about Steve by visiting SouthBendSteve.com. Notre Dame, Florida State coming up at 737 tonight. Senior night for the Irish. 9-0, ranked third in the country. Florida State just 4-5. and Alizé Mack will be back today after missing last week's game with a concussion. Linebacker Drew Tranquil expected to be an every-down player tonight, battling back from a high ankle sprain. Quarterback Ian Book is out for tonight's game. Brandon Wimbush took the majority of snaps in practice this week. He will be the starter, followed by Phil Dracovic as the backup. And uh, so... Certainly, that's the big story coming into this one, Kevin. Uh, how Brandon Wimbush will be able to handle things against Florida State. The good news for Brandon Wimbush is Florida State's defense has given up 106 points in its last two games, 59 to Clemson, and then 47 last week to NC State. 
Yeah, they have good players, so they're definitely in time of transition. But their defense, uh, defensive front, especially their defensive line, number 99, Burns, he's their sack leader, he's a disruptor. And if their job is just to focus on stopping the run, even if it's cold, it may be a little bit easier. Here's what Sam Mustafer had to say about what he sees in FSU's defense. Top to bottom talent, secondary, linebackers, defensive line. Um, a lot of the guys on our offensive line have seen these guys throughout high school um, and really, you know, know them through college and stuff like that. So there, there's no question this is a talented front, physical front. Um, and when they turn it on, they're capable of beating anybody. That is Sam Mustafer, captain and center for the Irish. Uh, you mentioned Brian Burns, nine sacks, 13 and a half tackles for loss. Brian Kelly calling him as good as they get coming off the edge. Certainly that would be a challenge. And then to your point, maybe if they, they can focus in on the Notre Dame run game, uh, th- that could benefit them. But again, this is a team that's given up 50 points, 53 points a game the last two weeks. I, I just think this is this is a game that Brandon Wimbush can shine in. I think he has to, and even if he has to run the ball and they have to be physical, even if it plays into their strengths, they just got to wear him down. All right, switching to the Florida State offense, here's Irish coach Brian Kelly breaking them down. You know, they've gone through a lot of flux on the offensive line, uh, but what's consistent uh, are their playmakers. You know, two quarterbacks and Francois and Blackman that can certainly uh, throw the football, um, and, and they've got a number of uh, – Really talented playmakers. Cam Akers uh, at the running back position. Um, Big back and Patrick. Um, Gavin Murray and Terry are as talented of a tandem of receivers that we're going to find. All three of them are outstanding players. Um, So we'll be really challenged. And word out of uh, Florida State is that DeAndre Francois will start at quarterback over James Blackman, but likely we'll see both quarterbacks. Um, here, here's a stat for you. Uh, running back Cam Akers is averaging one yard per, per play before contact. That's how bad Florida State's offensive line is. Um, and we know how good Notre Dame's defensive line is. That could be a field day for the Irish. Well, and that's going to be, I think, one of the big matchups. The other teams have had success with just rushing with the defensive line, so Notre Dame has good players. they got to do that. Uh, what worries you most if you're Brian Kelly? I'd say just the whole new QB, uh, making sure that Wimbush locks in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say which Brandon Wimbush shows up, and they need the good one. Uh, what worries you most if you're Florida State? I think that Florida State offensive line versus Notre Dame's good defensive line. Uh, I'm looking outside and I see snow on the ground. That's what worries me because you're four and five and your team's from Florida. You know, is your kids ready to go and they're willing to show up in this game? They may not. They may not be up for that. Uh, your keys to the game. Can Notre Dame win with uh, Winbush in the snow versus a bad Florida State team, but with good players? All right, I'm going to say solid start. You don't want to let Florida State believe because they do have talent. If this game's a one-score game midway through the second quarter, then then maybe it'll be a game the rest of the way. Uh, you get up on them early, they may fold pretty quickly. All right, what's your uh, score prediction? Notre Dame 21, Florida State 14. Oh, we didn't. Uh, we we did not <laughs> prep this one ahead of time, so. Uh, that's pretty good. I have Notre Dame 20, Florida State 14. Again, looking outside, maybe the 
two field goal prediction may not be the best on my idea mm-hmm. based on the 20 to 14. Maybe there'll be a missed extra point. Who knows? All right, Kevin. Uh, thank you very much. That'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger, voted the best one hour full body workout. Thanks to our audio operator today, Jeremy Pete. For Kevin Downey, I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and Florida State will kick off at just after 7.30 tonight in the home finale. Kevin and I will have post-game coverage on the Redeemer Radio 95.7 FM social pages after the game. We close our pregame show the way the Irish close their pregame with a prayer from one of the Irish team chaplains. This is Father Mark Thiesing, chaplain for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.